This is part three of four of our interview with Rudy De La Garza. Welcome to Let's Talk, hosted by David B. Plemons, CPA, Inc. Here, we will focus on the struggle, the juggle, and everyday hustle of small business. We will be here weekly talking to small business owners about their everyday struggles. We welcome your questions and comments, so feel free to email Let's talk us about at now, Rudy, at What investors are looking for? We hope you enjoy. You know, we've all, talked about we the owner. We've talked about the talk about corporate now. structure. We've talked about how to start your own business. We talked about why the business plan. But let's talk about what those investors are looking for. I'm on the outside now, looking in. I'm not the owner of it. I'm not the developer, the creator. But I'm looking to invest. What are they looking for? There's different stages of investors. We have to understand that first. You've got the guy that okay. invests in stock, and uh, minimum investment stock is probably only five thousand dollars, and I don't buy share per buck. You know. Okay. And then you've yes. got investors that are looking for early stage companies. You you call them ag- ah, uh, angel. That's the investors. Okay. An angel investor is a little bit more sophisticated, but an he's accredited not an investor is investor. once again. Okay. There's a difference there. He's re- in most cases right. not accredited. All right. That's what we're saying is usually it's someone who makes $250,000 right. a year. I like to call him a millionaire. Okay. And he can prove that the last year he did mm-hmm. that and the future year he'll be doing that, that type of. And what that means to the SEC is that he can protect himself. He can make his investments himself. I don't have to protect you. But if you're not okay. accredited. Then the SEC right. says, I have to protect that person. Right. He doesn't know how to make investments. He's too stupid to make a lot of money. I mean, okay. it's kind of an issue with him. But, that, but that's who they protect. And then because they protect that, they say to you, Out in the public. you publicly cannot make an offer to the public because there's too many non-accredited okay. investors All right. there. Uh-huh. All right. But you can publicly ask for an accredited investor right. to invest in you. That's that's the big difference right there. And there's not a lot of securities requirements, but just that, okay? Now, if you're a public investor, Mm -hmm. invest in public companies uh, on stock, anybody can do that, whether you're accredited or not. SEC don't care about that because they've already disclosed everything they possibly can disclose of who the shareholders are, how the money made, where they're at. So the SEC doesn't care about those people, all right? Now, okay. you're a startup and you're looking for investors Ooh, to help you start. The people? first group of investors should be your close oh, okay. family all relatives. Right. All right. Keep it under 35 at all times. Yeah. 35 investors. Okay. Okay. All right. You can raise a million dollars from 35 people. It, it doesn't matter. But keep it under 35 non accredited. Mm-hmm. All right. So now you're at the next stage and you're saying, God, I got to have more investors. I need more money. So okay. that stage may mean that the offering document you use determines the type of mm-hmm. investor you're looking for. So first I said, I need more money and therefore it has to be some accredited investors. And therefore I want some non-accredited okay. investors because I'm raising whatever amount it may be. It doesn't really Correct. matter if it's 100000 or 200000 But how do I want to reach that accredited investor? And still be able to do, okay. to talk to non-accredited investors. Okay, it's the offering document itself. I think it's called a five hundred six, 
And that 506 really? allows you right. to sell an offering to 35 non-accredited Correct. and as many accredited as you want. Okay. That's just the offering document. But how you market that is different. Um, so you're reaching mm-hmm. out to investors and you need to know what stage they're in. So you write a disclosure or an offering oh, document. That's the disclosure. It has everything yes. in it. I'm going to do all these things and you can lose all your money. Right. You understand it's, it has all the ways I can make money, but it has all the ways that I could lose money. It tells you that I'm an early stage company. It tells mm-hmm. you that I could make mistakes and lose money. That may not be a market for my product. I don't have a history. I'm brand new. Full disclosure. Let them know who you are. Show the So would that the, be pulled from your business plan? you've chosen to do this company. Disclose exactly Excellent. what the ownership okay. is. So would that disclose from the Most of that is pulled from that business plan. Okay. Uh, that's going to help you disclose, mm-hmm. fully disclose. Okay. When did I, I'm going to have to have in my offering document my articles okay. of incorporation and my bylaws. I got to disclose that. If I got any contracts with anybody out there, I'm going to have to disclose that. So you're going to give a full disclosure this of is what this, you're doing correct. at this time. And then you're going to have a performer that says, with this money, I'm going to be able to do this. That performer is probably the most important part of that other than the disclosures because of the protection with the SEC. All right. But the performer is what they're going to look at and say, if we put in half a million in this thing, he's saying that in two years or three years, that half a million is probably going to be worth $2 million. That's the return mm-hmm. on your investment. All right? And how that offering is drawn up, whether you're going to give me a promissory note, uh, preferred shares, uh, common shares, what those things are how it protects me as an investor. All right? So I look at that real closely, and that determines the type of investor right. that you're going to be talking to. Okay? Try to find – I right. try to find investors that understand investments. Okay, uh, those that don't are usually non-accredited, but have not mm-hmm. uh, had enough money okay. to understand that these are the type of right. investments risk is always the key away from risk or with is always the key or not with. Mm-hmm. Okay, what are they comfortable with? Mm-hmm. Early, risk is always it it is totally a risk investment in any offering document. It's just a risk investment. Invest in stock. Okay. We see that fluctuate dramatically. Just the last couple of years, now it's great. And that's why you're an investor because had, you know? some it's investors like risk. But that's, that's why you have your angel investors. Okay. But then you have your now, capital venture. Investor. Are they the same as venture capitalists? Are they the same as an angel investor? No, that's accredited. Ah, big difference because venture of the two hundred fifty thousand. Yeah. No, that's your accredited investors. Okay. Uh, well, okay. what uh, venture capitalists is is an mm-hmm. organization who put together a group of mm-hmm. accredited investors. So they got millions of dollars to invest, mm-hmm. and they okay. look for these type of investments, and they look for these type of investments so that they can get control of it if mm-hmm. it's worth that. Okay, so that's a great group okay. to look to when you're looking for ten to okay. twenty million dollars. And a lot of times they won't look at anything less than a million dollars that I've seen. All right, whereas your angels would. Okay, but okay. what's going to happen with most startups? Because they haven't made enough money or having enough proof. The they're not looking for yes, uh, no uh, venture capitalists. Uh, venture capitalists won't talk okay. to them yet. 
early stages. History. No history. You've only been in business for a year? Nah, not going to talk to you, okay? But the early stage capital is going to be mostly non-accredited. So you can have your non-accredited performer that you're drawing up, and you can talk to more people, but you can't advertise it. But word of mouth can go out. You can... I can right. sell this non-accredited investor who became a friend, and he can tell me, oh, I know this guy. He'd be interested. And you can sell that guy. Oh, okay, right. So it works that way. And it's not that difficult. What he's looking for is what's the return on my investment. Mm-hmm. All right? Today, you're looking at Depends on which bank and how much. 3% yeah. from the uh, so banks. And those CD, maybe 2%, 3% on a CD. On yeah. Uh, so... And those CDs tie you up from anywhere from six months to mm-hmm. a couple of years. And those CDs fluctuate dramatically. So you're looking for somebody who's got maybe 20 grand to, to invest. He doesn't want it tied up for a little right. long period of time. But he wants to be able to have less risk, right. but not guarantee like he would in a CD. Okay. But a return on my investment right. is better than what they're promising me. I've seen the 12% interest on uh, most investments work very well. Okay. That doesn't right. take you a lot of your company to be 12%. But who mm-hmm. to me, you can pay me 12%. And that performa is where it's that right. I can pay you 12%. Mm-hmm. And then if you pay me 12% at the end of that time, what do I do with it? Can I invest it? And given the opportunities, and it may not be 12% at that time, but you look at where the market is today where you True. get interest on your money now, and then you say, okay, I'm going to have to give you a better deal because mine's riskier mm-hmm. than that deal. And I have to prove to you that mine's not as bad True. a deal because of the risk, because I have some history, because I got a product already. They have to love what you're doing, and they'll invest in your deal. And I think I've mm-hmm. never had trouble with uh, non-accredited investors right. because I try to deal with people who are really understand the investment. I don't want them to get involved with a deal that they don't understand. Let's talk about different types of offerings. What what is a Uh, what's thirty five? What's a PPM? Okay. Yeah, with thirty five, what we just touched a minute ago, and a PPM is a private placement memorandum. Okay, so uh, different states have different rules of private placement memorandums, but the basic one is Mm -hmm. that you can do in the state of Texas a million dollar offer in a private placement memorandum to non-accredited investors, okay? The 35 okay. rule is <clears throat> what I've used in most of my offering documents is that don't exceed not accredited investors okay. of 35, okay? Mm-hmm. Unless you have a different type of offering and you're selling public uh, stock, okay? Then you have to worry about that. But that's a, a basic rule that they look at, the non-35 uh, rule of 35. But a PPM, a private placement memorandum, uh, go to the streets. When I say go to the streets, go have an investor, uh, an attorney draw it up for you. Uh, it's going to have a lot of good information in there for you that protects you and prevents wow. the loss of money. Just to draw like it that. up. But it's going to cost you. I've okay. seen them cost anywhere from 20 to 30 grand okay. just to draw that up. Yeah, that's a securities attorney drawing it up for you. Uh, I don't charge but five grand. I mean, it's outrageous the, the fees on that. You can find them on the internet sometimes, and all you got to do is restructure the organization for you or the, the way it's written up. 
So PPM is, is normal. And then you have offering documents like uh, there's a 505, the 506, okay. and things like that. And that, okay. uh, those are different rules of what you have to disclose mm -hmm. in the offering document. Uh, some True. rules disclose that you have to have an audited financial right. statement. Well, if you're a brand new company, you're not going to have an audited financial statement. Okay, so you have to use a different type of offering mm -hmm. that says, I, I'm brand new, I don't have that. But if you use it like a 506 that we're talking about, audited financial statement. So audited financial statement from a CPA are different types from a private company is a different type of CPA that you use versus a public company is a different type. CPA, okay. total different uh, personality. So talk and, about IPO. You know, you hear that all the time. Like they're out on the SEC and they're ringing the bell and this is an IPO and it's worth billions or 100,000 million or whatever. What is an IPO? Yeah, you know, I'm going to share with exactly you. Yeah, you know, I'm going to share with you exactly how an IPO works. And probably most people don't understand that. IPO, initial hmm. public offer. Okay. So a company's grown, it's doing really well, and it says, I got to go public. Okay. And if I want to go public, I have to find me an investment banker who's going to help me go public. The investment banker looks at your company and says, Yeah, I'll buy your mm -hmm. stock at a dollar. So whatever they come to terms, they say, I'll buy a million shares at one dollar. And then I'm going to have to register those shares because mm. I ha you can't sell it to the public unless it's registered. But since it's going to be registered, now you have to be a public company. So I have okay. to register you as a public company and then register the shares that you're getting ready to sell to me, right. to the public. It's going to cost you half a million to a million dollars right. for that process. I haven't given you the million dollars yet. For your wow. shares, the million mm -hmm. I'm buying, now, until all this happens, stock, and you're going to pay me to make all that happen. Okay. Now I'm going to be able to buy that stock at a dollar from you, and mm -hmm. I'm going to go to all my friends and buddies, all my other market guys, and I'm going to say, "Look, I got this stuff for a buck. You can have all it for two bucks." Okay, and I'm they're going to go, oh, okay, I'll, I'll mm -hmm. size it up for two bucks. So he gets it and he distributes it to all these people for two bucks. To, it's not public yet. It's not selling yet. And they start telling everybody what okay. a great company this is and how uh -huh. much it's going to make and how to. True. They sell uh -huh. it for three bucks or four bucks if it goes mm -hmm. up. That's what not the company. company. The company sold it for a buck. And that's what they don't not understand. The that's what happened. The company, the broker, the. Investment banker is the one who made the money, not the company. He sold it for a thousand, for a million dollars. That's it. So when that stock went up to one buck or three bucks or four bucks, investment banker made that money. That's an initial public offering. Okay. And that's the way it works. Now, here's another way you can do the same thing and make more money. And that's to a reverse merger. Now, a reverse merger is a little bit more complicated, but a hell of a lot of expen less expensive. And those are what's thriving in, in the market today. So most companies who want to go public will look for a reverse merger. This is an update for our Street Smart Entrepreneur Workshop. Street Smarts is for entrepreneurs, startups, and new ideas. If you are thinking about and are ready to start a new company, this is for you. Are you already in business and looking to raise capital? You will learn in this phenomenal webinar, Protecting Your Ownership, 
choosing the right entity, pro forma, NDAs, and what investors are looking for. Join master business developer Rudy De La Gaza as he shares his expertise and experience in taking ideas and turning them into profitable businesses and corporations. Join us on May 4th, Wednesday, May 6th, and Friday, May 8th for an intense interactive webinar learning session that can catapult your business to the next level. We will no longer be at the Launch SA location at 600 Soledad. We will now be offering a webinar. Please register on Eventbrite today. For more information about any of our guests, or if you have questions and comments, please email us at admin at And don't forget to check out our website, plemonscpa.com, for upcoming events and workshops in San Antonio. David B. Plemons CPA Inc. is providing this podcast as a public service, but it is neither a legal interpretation nor a statement of David B. Plemons CPA Inc. policy. Reference to any specific product or entity does not constitute an endorsement or recommendation by David B. Plemons CPA Inc. The views expressed by guests are their own, and their appearance on the Hustle, Juggle, and Struggle of Small Business podcast does not imply an endorsement of them or their concepts or any entity they represent. Views and opinions expressed by David B. Plemons CPA Inc. employees are those of the employees and do not necessarily reflect the views of David B. Plemons CPA Inc. or any of its officials. You should always consult your own investment advisors, attorneys, and accountants before making any decisions concerning your financial matters. If you have any questions about this disclaimer, please contact our office. Mm-hmm.